Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. presents its all-new 30-second full-length animated motion picture, The Lion King. He was born to rule. This will all be mine? Everything the light touches. Wow. But a shadow lies over the kingdom. I will be king. Run away and never return. Virginia. I don't want to talk about it. He looks blue. I'd say brownish gold. No, no, no. I mean, he's depressed. Anything we can do? Not unless you can change the past. He grew up hoping to leave his old life behind. I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. You're the king. King? Have you got your lions crossed? Hello, welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we revisit movies and TV shows we haven't seen in a while and see how they hold up today. We are part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network, and joining me as always is... Robert Larone And... Blaine Waters. And I'm J.M. McNabb, and we're joined by a special guest today, Casey Palmer. He's a, a dad blogger. He's going to teach us about fatherhood, hopefully. I could use some pointers. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Casey, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And you've picked a very special movie, which we'll get into in a moment. Before that, I do want to thank all of our Patreons. Those are the people that donate a few dollars a month to help keep the show going. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Yeah. And uh, if you want to donate yourself, you can go to rewatchability.com. There's a button on there. Oh, I should also mention, speaking of the website, there's another button you can click on. There's two buttons. (laughs) Take that, Kim (laughs) Jong-un. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're like three minutes in, and you're like <laughs> inciting nuclear war. Well, I think Donald Trump's going to fix that, isn't he? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> a bigger button. He can be. He can do it. Uh, What's the button no. that gives him cokes? <laughs> What's the uh, other button, Jam? The other button is for a thing called Speak Pipe. Mm. Am I getting this right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not what you're thinking, Rob. It's not a you can't, like you a can't, bong hit, delivery. You can't hit it. You know, it's, it's not a talking bong <laughs> shop. Bummer. Your it, bong doesn't talk to you, man. <laughs> it's a way to send us messages. It's basically like instead of phoning us and leaving a message, you can yeah. click this button and record. We're not giving you our number. <laughs> well, no one checks voicemail anyway anymore. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a really cool thing. You uh, record a brief message. You can do anything. You can suggest a movie. Yeah. You can leave feedback. And if you're cool with it, maybe we'll play it on the show at some point. Yeah, you know? unless it's like a death threat, we won't play those. On no, the show. but yeah, we will deliver cool, it to the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, something fun just turned really sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I meant Sting and the Police. Yeah, oh, okay. They can use it for like a remix or something. Well, speaking of washed up rock stars who did soundtracks for Disney movies, let's get to this week's topic. Casey, you suggested this. It is The Lion King from 1994. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big movie. Uh, huge. Huge movie, yeah. It's like The King of the Jungle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's of way animated of, movies, which <laughs> was the original title for this apparently, but then they changed it because that is factually inaccurate. Yeah, lions do not live in the jungle. No, yeah, they there's live no in monarchy zoos. either. So <laughs> lions don't have a monarchy. That's no. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> so, Casey, do you want to tell us about the first time you saw the Lion King and and why you suggested it for the podcast? 
Yeah, in my house growing up, we had a lot of Disney VHS films because that's how we rolled back yeah. then. Yeah, and like the clamshell cases. Oh, you better yeah. believe it was in the clamshell <laughs> case. We had to like get an extra big drawer just to fit them in there because they're so huge and white and plasticky. <laughs> so yeah, I used to. It's one of those uh, few movies in my house that we watched so many times that the tape had no sound anymore because right. it just, it's just got like all much. warbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all gone. It's oh my sweet. god, that's freaky, right? <laughs> 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 so we uh, watched a lot at home. I don't remember seeing it. I might have seen it in theaters. My mom would know this better than I would. But I do remember very distinctly making a birthday card for my younger brother. That was a drawing of Simba's head. And so we were all really big into the movie and had like hey. eyes cut out and stuff. And I was just like, you can wear it as a mask too. And I think I was really like avant-garde. Oh, like, oh yeah. Eight or That's nine very years Julie old. Tamar. She'd love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and did Disney send you a cease and desist after this? Or? Yeah. Uh, right. I, I don't They're think, lawyers. I don't think I uh, was much of a kid blogger back in like the nineties. So I think I kind of got that one under the radar. Okay. But, um, yeah. yeah right well, their lawyers are listening. <laughs> They're always listening. And what, what made you think of The Lion King for today? I was thinking of the best movies that I could think of that intersected with, you know, what I would maybe show my kids these days and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at four and two, they're still too young for anything actually like super cool. Right. But <laughs> like, Alien, like, Terminator. Aliens yeah. too. Aliens, man. Aliens with like the best ending ever. Anyway, yeah. moving, on. <laughs> yeah. moving on. Moving on. So, yeah, I figured like, let me just pick a movie that I feel like would be good enough for them like you know either now or in a year or two and also that I wouldn't mind watching again because there's a lot of movies I have watched that I'm not watching again did you watch with your kids no no I just watch it I watch it myself after I put everyone to bed I'm like okay you guys sleep it's daddy time to (laughs) watch watch a kids movie I I literally had to find an external DVD player (laughs) from like in my (laughs) bottom of my drawer plug it into my computer and be like oh yeah this is how I used to watch movies right right (laughs) legally you know that's the weirdest thing about doing this podcast since I had a kid is like you put the kid to bed now kids to bed and be like okay it's dad's time I'm gonna pour myself a glass of wine and like watch Free Willy or something <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange oh, Free Willy Wayne what about you when did you see Lion King I remember seeing it on like VHS I don't think I saw it in the theater but it was kind of in that run of all the best Disney movies like Aladdin and mm-hmm. it's like uh, Mer- Little Mermaid yeah it's yeah. peak Disney and I remember people talking about like well this can't stack up to the Disney movies that have come before it but then, yeah, they they were totally wrong. This was a huge movie, and everyone talked about it. And I don't remember being so into it. But you know, the circle of life thing—they talked about that when they talk about the carbon circle in science class. They'd be like, "It's a circle of life." <laughs> they like talk about the Lion King to teach us everything. No. Uh, <laughs> and so, you have to accept your part in it. Yeah. Exactly. You will be eaten by carbon. I, um, we find out, keep finding out weird things about like your town's school board. It's like, oh, yeah. You had yeah. like weird drifters coming into the playground. And now we find well, out. It was like, a halfway house, yeah. Yeah. Now we found out that Elton John was part of your curriculum <laughs> yeah. in science class. Yeah, it was not a great school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, uh, I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. I think, I think like a lot of like younger girls were more into it for some reason around in my like neighborhood girls uh, love lions <laughs> they dig lions man uh what about you rob i saw this i might have seen it in theaters or on video countless times i also think it was one of those movies that lazy teachers showed us instead of teaching right, us so it wasn't only my school board okay. yes you, we, you both went to terrible school <laughs> yeah. so, i'm pretty sure Small that town Ontario, we yeah. watch this in french class both in french and in english not mm. because i uh, guess to compare them La just siècle de vie <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't learn any French. Oh, we were okay. watching sorry, the Lion I King. <laughs> but I, I like this movie, and I was a fan of all the Disney movies. And like, this was like a great run for them, from like Little Mermaid to Aladdin to to this one. I think was like the last great right. Disney oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, and then after that, like the next big thing appeal, was like Toy Story, and that's yeah. like part of a new generation. It's like yeah. you know yeah. transitional three oh, well, yeah. D. Yeah, it moved to everything like computer animated changed everything of how movies were distributed and how they put their stories together. For sure, and this used a lot of computer animation as well yeah. in certain yeah, sequences, for, for but sure. like it was still so yeah. 2D. And I remember like really enjoying it. I thought all the voices were great. I saw it multiple times. I think there was a point though. It was very close to the time that I outgrew Disney ah. movies as well. So mm-hmm. I was like right on the cusp. I was able to enjoy it, and I also think that like it's a little bit more mature than some of the other Disney. 
Disney movie, so mm-hmm. I think I appreciated that. And it was just everywhere. Yeah, it was in like The Simpsons. They did like the spoofs on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, we, yeah they're very it. selective about what they spoof. They, they <laughs> don't do it. Of course, of course. Yeah, right. no, they wouldn't do anything. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that we played a medley of this in the band. <laughs> it was everywhere. Yeah. What did you, you play in the band? Trombone. The Century of Life in French earlier. Was uh, I probably did. The Century. Yeah. yeah the, I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why I didn't get it. I was like, See, what? but this is my education. Is from a uh, small Ontario town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to check. I'm good. What is circle? What is uh, cercle. Like S E R C L E. Cercle. Literally, you could have just faked it and been right. <laughs> I could have just said it in English and yeah. I would have been all right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Damn it. Yep. Yeah. One of those things. Well, I don't – I think I saw it in the theater. In fact, I'm sure I saw it in the theater. But the thing I remember most about this movie was seeing the trailer for it because it played before the Three Musketeers, like the oh, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, Three Musketeers. I think we did on the show. Yeah, we, we did that. Yeah. But the trailer for this movie was like the whole opening, like right. the whole circle of life sequence. Oh, crazy. Yep. And then like the – you know, it ended with the duh, Lion King and that was like the end of the trailer. So I was pretty excited and hyped up to see the movie because I, I guess because I'd already watched the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to find out what Might happened. Well. <laughs> and you loved Hamlet. You were like, "Yeah, this is going to be a retelling That's of that famous play." Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> much later. That. No one knew that. So I guess all great movies need to be marketed by just showing the first few minutes of it because I know they did the same thing for The Dark Knight. Right? Yeah, yeah. And totally. it came out as just the entire opening sequence of like the Joker, and I was just like. That was amazing, and now I need to yeah. see this movie. You're just disappointed when the next movie comes on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see the movie I actually came to see. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, same as you, this movie being everywhere. But yeah, I guess maybe because I was older, I wasn't like super into it in the way I was. I don't remember any Disney movies being like that formative for me, other than maybe like Robin Hood. Mm. That was probably the only one I was super into. Mm. With the fox? Like yeah. That, no, yeah. 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 Wait, there's a non-Fox version of Robin Hood? Yeah, we actually <laughs> compared them on this on this podcast. I drink heavily. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get into what happens in The Lion King. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of this story. Okay. Rob, do you want to run down the plot for us? Yes. It is about a king who is also a lion. Well, that concludes our <laughs> thorough <Yep>. examination. <laughs> Done. Well, it starts with that majestic sequence, the one that's in the trailer with like the the singing and all the animals like they're gathering which and- wasn't in the first draft of this film. Really? Yeah, it, it was all like Rafiki talking to people and being like, aren't you excited for the king? Hey, like, pregnant lioness. <laughs> this, was, cool. this was a way better choice. No, exactly, because uh, they got the music for it. They're like, we got to let, like, let this music go. Right. Yeah. What about, why don't we use Elton John instead of this graphic birth sequence we have storyboarded? <laughs> just like all the music. Just like horrifically and realistic. The placenta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> but we see they lick off Simba and like hold mm-hmm. them up and it's like so iconic and it's wonderful just like Michael Jackson <laughs> yeah but that's right people celebrated this movie but crapped all over Michael Jackson for doing the exact same thing yeah the cats land on their feet uh, <laughs> 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 oh, babies not so much oh, no oh. no yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway it's this new baby lion it's Simba he's like a little He's rambunctious, you know. He's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, yeah, that's right. America's most beloved floppy hair kid from the 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, He he prepared for this by being on Tiger Beat. So (laughs) that was good. Yeah, he had a, like, feline experience. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was his his audition. But his... The whole thing. I don't. Do I have to describe this to people who has not seen The Lion King? He's going to be <laughs> the king, and so his dad Mufasa, who's like the the regular king, the previous, <laughs> the king, actual king. Right he's now. like James Earl Jones. Everything yeah. that the light sees is one day going to be yours. You know, Touch this is a monarch story. Everything the light touches. Can the light see any? Okay. Okay. I don't know if the light can touch anything. He knows all about the physics of light in The Lion King specifically because that's how he was taught it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Rainbows are refracted through through lion tears. But why was there no light on that one part? I guess the ridge of uh, the elephant graveyard. And I think that's one of the most memed things I've seen out there. It's like everything the light touches except that shadowy part. And it's like, what part is that? And it's like, people will be like, Scarborough. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, East LA or whatever. I've seen seen every variation of that meme. It's bad. It's got to be a place in the shadow of Pride Rock. 
I think there's some politics in this that we'll have to talk about. Because first of all, this monarchy thing I don't think is so cool. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, it's weird because like even Simba points out like, hey, it's weird that like the antelope worship us because we murder and eat them. <laughs> and his dad's just like, ah, it's the circle of life. What are they going to do? Yeah. We're lions. <laughs> yeah. There was, I, so, so I watched the commentary on this movie and there was a lot of early draft stuff that they talked about. And one of the early drafts was like, yeah, the circle of life. I eat the antelope. And so he like waves to this right. antelope and antelope. <laughs> you see <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, fuck. So Not antelope. antelope. <laughs> Do you say cantaloupe? <laughs> we can't. And so he's like, catch you later, antelope. And he's like, Not if I can help it. And so it's, it's like Jesus, kind of this like glib thing about death. And they were like, We had to take it out. Yeah. <laughs> Disney wouldn't let us do it for some reason. I kind of like how they sort of portray it. Like there is like a sort of. Like, they do just eat the animals, and they don't pretend that they don't eat the animals. Like, they do in most yeah. his things. I mean, let's be honest. The lions rule by terror. That's what they don't explain. It's not, yeah, they're just it's reading not their, Machiavelli. It's not side. respect and song like this movie would have you think. Yeah. They just have a scene where, like, one of the antelopes like, I'm not going to his fancy ceremony that for guy ain't Dave <laughs> <laughs> Dave owed me money man <laughs> no I'll never see it uh, but they did have to change the like the flesh of the animals when they were eating they couldn't show like pink flesh being eaten they had to show like the the, the, the gray skin the of, of the antelope and there was also a part where like Scar feeds the hyenas a zebra, um, leg. A zebra leg but they had to make it look like a cartoon ham yeah, yeah, because yeah. it couldn't be like a real zebra leg so that's interesting that they couldn't like show the actual circle of life that is on the Discovery Channel. That rules, yeah. us, that rules us all. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> also don't see the yeah. lions fucking. <laughs> so that's the thing. What? I don't know. They keep on pinning each other down. Like, no, though, and can you can you feel the love tonight? Nala makes the entire like you know the half oh. me eyes was there and everything. I was like, okay, that was that was unexpected. They, they talk about that in the commentary <laughs> I was like, too. I was like, that's creepy. That's yeah. creepy. I don't know how I feel about this. The, they're, they're like the animation is so great because they he really does the come hither eyes on, yeah. on Nala, right? And I was like, oh, this is also creepy. <laughs> it's like, all very yeah, weird. That's weird. Yeah. Okay, but so there's this other lion scar who is the uncle played by Jeremy. Irons, yeah, and he was named after his like uh, unfortunate accident at some point. Oh, that's yeah. horrible! Like if someone called you like amputee, <laughs> you had like no Blade. arm. <laughs> you know, be like that. I'm sensitive on. about that, right? Yeah, yeah. He like got a scar when he was like 28, and they're like, "Well, that's your name now. <laughs> yeah. You have a scar. <laughs> Why can't you call me Percy anymore?" <laughs> Percy, that's such a good monarchy name. But, okay, like. Just in the early part of the movie, like before all the murders and stuff, I kind of felt bad for Scar because yeah. uh, Simba's kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. He's like, I'm going to be king. I'm going to rule this whole thing. He's like, what does that make you? <laughs> yeah. Monkey's yeah. uncle. I'm monkey's uncle. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. whole thing, like, he's, like, in the shade. You know, he's always, like, this yeah. Yeah, conniving and he's, like, figure. There's, like, this thing, like, he's not strong enough in this world. It's ruled by power. Now, Scar, don't look at me that way. Help! Scar. <laughs> Drop him. Impeccable timing, Your Majesty. <laughs> Why, if it isn't my big brother descending from on high to mingle with the commoners? Sarabi and I didn't see you at the presentation of Simba. That was today? Oh, I feel simply awful. <laughs> Must have slipped my mind. Yes, well, as slippery as your mind is, as the king's brother, you should have been first in line. Well, I was first in line until the little hairball was born. That hairball is my son and your future king. Oh, I shall practice my curtsy. Don't turn your back on me, Scar. Oh, no, Mufasa. Perhaps you shouldn't turn your back on me. Is that a challenge? Temper, temper. I wouldn't dream of challenging you. Pity. Why not? Well, as far as brains go, I got the lion's share. But when it comes to brute strength... I'm afraid I'm at the shallow end of the gene pool. He's a man of intellect, so he has to connive his way into power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Found that weird. But anyway, he sort of convinces Simba to go to this elephant graveyard through the process of reverse psychology. 
you probably know as a parent, anything that you tell your kids not to do, they will automatically do. 100%. So do you ever tell your kids not to go to an elephant graveyard? All the time. And what do they do? They go to an elephant graveyard. They're always like, at that elephant graveyard. Yeah. But at least like, you know where to find them. Yeah, right? Yeah, so that's yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We meet the hyenas who are a big part of this movie. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg? Cheech Marin? Yeah. And, but dude. not Chong. Because they wouldn't work together at this point. Well, I don't know if that's what it was. I think Yeah, that's it, what they said. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So they only hired that. I was like, don't go with either of them then. Hey, man, you owe me 20 bucks for that weed. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about, man? I paid you that. <laughs> this is the one small thing that breaks up their like lifelong friendship. Yeah. 20 bucks, man. <laughs> A dime bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they almost get killed until Mufasa saves them, and then they get in trouble. Yeah. I do like how the animation of the animals sometimes the actor there is reflected in yeah. the actual character. Yeah, oh, like yeah. Their physique will they come had that through. huge with Shenzi, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's. Hiding. Yeah, the hair yeah. Yeah, in front. Yeah. I really loved that. I was really bothered by then part of that elephant graveyard sequence when Simba claws at Shenzi's face and makes like the claw marks on her face, yeah. and then they never show up again. Right? <laughs> they like, should change uh, her name to Scar. Scar. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can't have two scars. Yeah, Scar two. <laughs> <laughs> just clawed like, like, can't huh. call her Scarface I guess yeah, that wouldn't go over well <laughs> what's all that power to your civic Shenzi don't worry about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where did this McMansion come from in the elephant graveyard <laughs> <laughs> it's 80 soundtrack why what's going on <laughs> but yeah they get in trouble and then that's when like Scar tries to kill Mufasa I mean, tries and succeeds. He creates like a stampede and puts Simba in the way or something like you that. You skipped the entire best song of the entire movie. Which one? Be prepared. prepared. Yeah. Oh, right. The Nazi one. Yeah. Sorry, how could I forget? Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> Who's stepping hyenas? Yeah, that's so messed up. <laughs> yeah. 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 I said song. I remember like I love Be Prepared. I think it's one of my favorite songs. Right. Yeah. Just because it's so just like maniacal. Yeah, yeah. When I watch the animations behind it, I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't like this song anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's really hellish and very, very scary. Dancing bones. Well, yeah. that song doesn't sound evil. Like, be prepared. That's just good advice. It's yeah. like Boy Scouts are like, hey, that's our motto. And then they look at the film and they're like, oh, no. They are an evil organization. <laughs> right. Yeah, they they're like the part of Illuminati, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, they hate people. <laughs> Even the animators were afraid that this was, like, too much. It kind of was too much. Like, <laughs> like Disney backed them up on it. They were like, this is great, the fascist stuff. This is awesome. Keep it in there. <laughs> but it's like Because Walt Disney was like, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, I, was gonna I mean, say. in 1994, like, we weren't as clued into like, the Nazis that were everywhere. But now I feel like this movie was planting a seed. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, because this whole sequence is they, they go from the Nazi thing to the to this, like, earthquake sequence where all this, like, land is jutting up through the, like, lava flows and everything. Yeah. And uh, a lot of that happens throughout, like, gas leaks and all this stuff. And apparently that's because of the earthquakes in L.A. that were that were happening sporadically. And that, they hit Africa, too. <laughs> they were really big, those right. continental plates. No, but the, the writers, like, they were really affected by it, and so they kind of put it into every, kind of, like, really dis- right. disturbing scene because they were disturbed by it. Anyway, that's kind right. of the behind-the-scenes of that. Is, but is, I, don't, I don't know. What? Really, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's sort it's of like, weird. I, I can't. How am I supposed to show this to my kids now? <laughs> this movie is like so psychologically disturbing. Well, it's about lions and Nazis and earthquakes and. Oh my! <laughs> we haven't even talked about the part that you should be concerned about: the part where children are forced to confront their parents' mortality. Oh, oh that's, yeah. that's, that's okay. You guys, yeah, I, I was rewatching this. Someday, and daddy's say, gonna die. <laughs> you guys, well, you guys, well, you mean the talk? Are you to the talk? Well, there's the actual... that too. But he's okay. like, yeah, there's a circle of life, and yeah, every yeah, king yeah. rises and so, falls. But basically. Like I didn't cry. Like I was starting to tear up. I'm gonna admit this. I don't normally admit this, but I was, I was crying. I was tearing up like a punk because <laughs> not at Mufasa's death, but the entire idea of Simba being in danger and nearly dying was like really, really resonated. I guess because right. I was like, if one of my kids was in danger, I'd be like, ah, you have to throw your yeah. son in front yeah. of the antelope, right? Yeah, did you did you find like watching movies after you had kids a different experience? Because we've talked about that before in the yeah. podcast. Is that like is it different for you now when you like see a kid in danger, like I you guess, see it or something? And you're I like, watch so many more adult movies where it's kind of like you just understand from an adult standpoint what is in there, and it's written for an adult that you don't have you know from when you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, you don't really change enough to have a hugely different emotional response. But when right. you're watching a kids movie you haven't watched in ages, and now you're <laughs> understanding all the jokes and inferences and all that kind of stuff, you're like, this is a very different 
different experience and my emotions do not know how to deal with this <laughs> that is where I was halfway through this and then the yeah. second half of the movie I was like okay I'm good like this is it's kind of a wash and everything is like right. there's not a much enough emotional involvement past that point it's very much just kind of like all this stuff happens and there's revenge yeah 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 but mm. up to that point I was like ah <laughs> that's interesting I f- kind of found some of the other stuff resonating but maybe that's because I'm in a different part of my life well also I don't remember like, I don't I haven't seen Bambi since I was a kid I don't remember like the, obviously like parents dying is a huge thing in Disney yeah but what really seemed so intense about that scene was we don't just get Mufasa's death we get Simba like nudging his corpse trying yeah. to yeah. And you don't see Bambi's mother die in Bambi you don't. But, yeah, you don't. But you do in this. Yeah, you, you just see, see the hunter eating the steaks. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just carving up. The, no, mm, but in venison. <laughs> but in this, you like you. Yeah, you see. You see Simba like yeah. nudging the corpse and being like, "Help! Help! Like I can't do anything. My dad's dead." Yeah, so, and then so awful. and yeah. Scar tells him that he's responsible for it too. Yeah, which also wasn't an early draft, which is weird to me because that's the whole crux of why he doesn't return is mm. this is his guilt mm-hmm. yeah. he's killed his own father. Yeah, well, also he chases him off with the hyenas, but right, and hyenas, hyenas are scary. also the guilt thing. Yeah, the guilt thing. That's why I wasn't going to show it to the kids. Yeah, when he just basically the hyenas show up, he's like, "Kill him." I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty blood. Did a pussyfoot. Oh, pussyfoot. That's a good joke. Uh, <laughs> I didn't pussyfoot around that at all. Like, you just went right for it. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I think you should show your kids aliens instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so queen alien, queen alien. Less <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then also the weird thing we're getting to the next part with Timon and Pumbaa. Yep. The fun part, like watching it as an adult now, like the part that always seemed the most fun as a kid, is also kind of tinged with complications because mm-hmm. their whole like ethos and philosophy is itself very unsavory in a way like their whole mission statement is like yeah they're like don't care about anyone like just go live like bohemians bohemians, when the world turns its back on you you turn your back on the world yeah (laughs) and I was like oh oh damn (laughs) watch it burn so bitter yeah yeah, they're like they're basically like nihilists or something but they're outcasts like Pumbaa has been you know he can't be in society because because he farts farts Yeah. yeah well because he has a smell and you what's know. Timon's story? What is Timon's story? Uh, Solidarity, man. He killed a guy. <laughs> killed Timon is a secret villain of Lion he King. He killed a man just to watch him die. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we find out there's some of that in the director video yeah. sequel, which we'll talk about probably. The one and a half, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Well, then, so Simba escapes the hyenas, and he comes across Timon and Pumbaa, and they yeah. sort of like... He becomes like their buddies and he grows up around them. He gets like this big luxurious mane that looks like Jonathan Taylor Thomas's hair. <laughs> but it's not Jonathan Taylor yeah, Thomas no, it's, anymore. It's, it's, which no, it's, it's uh, Matthew Broderick. It yeah, is. but someone else sings for him. Really? I think yeah. someone else sings for Jonathan Taylor Thomas too. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, really? uh, it's John Williams' son. Really? Huh. Yeah, from Toto. Uh, so yeah, but he wasn't like the wow, original singer so of Toto. He didn't sing Africa. Oh, okay, thematic. I was gonna say it's really thematic. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But he he yeah. also did um he also did a song in oh, fuck I can't remember. But it was it was something that we talked about like not so long ago. Okay. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. the guy who sang the opening. Yeah, but it, it was kind of weird to have like Hans Zimmer doing some of the. He did the Inception theme for Lion King. And, but it's weird to have him and the John Williams son. It's like this weird composer. Well, it's a real collaboration because there's like a lot of people working on the score. There's Hans Zimmer. There's yeah. Elton John. There's a South African musician. Tim Rice. There's, I mean, Tim Rice. I yeah. assume Bernie Topin must be in there if Elton's in there. Sure. Did you guys read that Tim Rice originally approached ABBA to do the music? Oh that my Christ! Cool. <laughs> Shut <laughs> the <laughs> fuck up! <laughs> no, that would have been interesting. Then we wouldn't have Mamma Mia. <laughs> See, or it'd be with it Elton John cool. songs. That could work. That sounds. I don't like Elton John either, but that just sounds like the worst. <laughs> I like Elton John. Seventies Elton John is good. Yeah, I guess uh, he's got some good. Tunes. I thought that he sucked for a long time because of this movie. Because I just assumed that it was like the Disney-fied right. adult contemporary music that he did. But like that 70s stuff is really good, I think. Yeah, I don't know if it's that 
it's so familiar, but I did not like any of the music in this movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. You, not even Akuna Matana? Like not even Be Prepared? Yeah. <laughs> I actually probably like not that even one the most. Can You Feel the it, Love? It, it, it does have this Tonight? kind of sinister mm-hmm. kind of thing. But Yeah, the rest of the movie's music for me was very forgettable. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, didn't I, like have, yeah. I have to disagree. I thought the music yeah. was really good. And like on the podcast, we've watched so many other sort of contemporaries of the Disney movies. All these songs sort of like fit into the story in a way. They all have these different themes that they're talking about and that resonate through the rest of the thing. But also like I think they're good songs. Like I think they're well written and they have like good arrangements and orchestrations yeah. and use like different sounds like African sounds and blend Broadway tunes. And, you know, I think they're really good. Uh, no, you can, I, have, you can have good music that doesn't resonate with you. Though. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to resonate. But I think as like as far as like a Disney musical, like it feels yeah. like they're part of. At least to yeah. me, it feels kind of seamless and in, in world and yeah. Kind yeah. Of, I kind of thought this movie would be better if it wasn't a musical. Maybe that's crazy oh. to say. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I didn't feel the same emotional connection with the movie at large, like from front to back, than I think I did when I was younger. I felt it was just a very different experience now watching it and it's a very fast-paced movie like mm-hmm. you get through a yeah. lot of the initial explanation it just goes you know scene 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 mm-hmm. and so by the time i got to the end of it i'm like that was somewhat unsatisfying mm-hmm. yeah 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 well it's yeah it's kind of crazy that like i thought this movie was a lot more complex than it was but it's really just like he gets cast out and then he comes back and yeah kills scar and there's like, like a brief like should i go and do that yeah but like deep into the second act so yeah. it's it's a very weird movie because i thought there was a lot more to taking down scar than there actually was yeah there's not, not really lot. much of like a plan <laughs> did not take a lot no it's kind of like the indiana jones thing where the guy with all the swords is swinging them and the indiana jones just shoots him <laughs> well, well that's just the thing he's bigger and stronger than scar so yeah. he gets to be the headline he is that's how kid. it works in the yeah. pride might is right yeah, well, we'll get to the ending of the movie, talk a bit more about that and our thoughts on how it held up after this break. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We're back on Rewatchability. We're talking about The Lion King with Casey Palmer. We were just talking about Simba coming back and uh, beating up Scar. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently Scar is so evil that he makes the weather worse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he makes, like, lightning strike and, like, this yeah. big fire sort of happen. But there is, like, we forgot about the whole, like, love plot, too. There's all, like, because... Nala. Yeah, like... I wasn't feeling it. I think, is that plot in air quotes? Because that was really... It just got glossed over really quickly. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like, here's five minutes in a song, boom, we're good. Okay. They're betrothed. What do you want? You know? <laughs> just assume it's going to happen. But we also miss, like, the, like, erotic lion fighting with the pouncing and the rah, rah, and they're like, rah, rah, and they're like, hmm. Yeah, you didn't see that, but uh, Rob was actually playing with lion action figures while he was doing that. We're going to get at least one listener to the show from some weirdo who Googles erotic (laughs) lion fighting. Yeah, and just remember, we have a speak pipe now, so you can phone in with all your your erotic Erotic lion sounds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking to you, Frank Welker. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, one thing we didn't mention, we were talking about early drafts of this movie. In early drafts, apparently, Simba and Nala were cousins. Oh, that's weird. And well, like, the monarchy. Yeah. And called each other cousin. And then on top of that, they kind of implied that Mufasa may have also been her father. So they may have even been siblings. The fuck? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so never this- watching this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear from a guest coming on rewatchability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic vision. This the Pride Rock has turned into is Scar. Right? Oh yeah, it's- like there's it's like there's something rotten in the state of Pride Rock. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But yeah. he's like Shame he's like off. invited all of the uh, hyenas into town. That's what made it so awful. Is yeah. that 
the hyenas have been allowed have have like a place to live now. Yeah, because yeah. apparently <laughs> the underclass of the hyenas. Yeah, exactly. The lions are like the rulers of the entire animal kingdom. All the other animals are welcome on Pride Rock. Yeah, you might get eaten if you're an antelope, but apparently they're cool. Except the hyenas. Yeah. For some reason, something they've done, they're somehow morally inferior well, must live in this elephant it's graveyard. It's the same with the vultures, too. So it's like every animal that doesn't kill, it just picks off the bones of animals that someone else has killed. They, like, vilify in this. But, like, they're right. part of the circle yeah. of life. The, yeah. the hyenas live in the elephant graveyard with the vegans. And the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the other wretched creatures. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird little message. Also, it's the- a metaphor for communism. <laughs> so then they redistribute all this wealth to the hyenas, and then they all starve. Everyone starves. Right? Yeah, post apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's also like there's never like you could fix that with like a line where like they say that the hyenas did something, or there's some kind of backstory. There's literally. Mufasa's just like, I just don't like him. (laughs) Stop laughing at me. (laughs) Well, as I saw it explained somewhere briefly, is that by inviting the hyenas back into Pride Rock with everyone else, it upset the circle of life, and that's why there's no food, and it all falls apart. So it's that Scar did not, I guess... You see, now he it's more honor. of an oval of life. It's yeah, not working. Right, right. He didn't, he didn't honor the entire idea of what who needs to be where in order to make it all work and keep that balance going. Right. So by inviting them in, it just sent it all out of whack, which is why there's no food and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they they did want to talk more about, like, and it was excess from the script, more about, like, the overhunting that everyone mm-hmm. was doing and that the hyenas were now hunting instead yeah. of, like, scavenging. Being, scavenging. Yeah. But they didn't do that, and they just vilified these hyenas. Yeah. Y'all just suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if Scar, like, established a fair system of government, then I wouldn't have a problem with him overthrowing Mufasa. <laughs> yeah, he does seem a little more Mufasa's, we don't know the rest of the story. He could be a tyrant. He seems like a tyrant. He, well, I bet the a, antelopes think he's a tyrant. He's a, he's a king. He's, he's kind of the yeah. definition of a tyrant. Yeah. One person yeah. who makes all the rules. Yeah. But anyway, after some like brief soul searching, when Simba sees the ghost of his father, Simba. Oh yeah, they do that Star Wars thing where they like put him mm-hmm. through the jungle that is his tangled soul to see his reflection. Kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Okay, I'll do it." That, that, that doesn't happen in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he go into like the the swamp and kind of like in Dagobah? Some, yeah. He doesn't Dagobah. look at his own reflection though. He sees him. Isn't Yoda his himself? reflection? He sees himself in like the. Spirit of Darth Vader that he fights. Yeah, right? that's a reflection of sorts. I'd okay, say. all right. <laughs> Just uh, defending myself. Well, also, like, no. tooth and nail. Now <laughs> it also seems weird. What if Mufasa is the bad guy like Darth Vader? They're the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> what if Jeremy Irons the good guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the hyenas, he is certainly. Exactly. But it, it, does, it is weird because, like, obviously, this movie is very much Hamlet. Like that, we've talked about that a lot. Yeah, but it is weird that like. It's Hamlet, but most of it's a prequel to Hamlet. And then the story of Hamlet is like the last 10 minutes, basically. (laughs) Yeah, because Hamlet opens up with the dad already dead. Right. It starts with his ghost, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it'd be awesome to see, like, somebody do The Lion King as actually Shakespeare, where, like, Timon and Pumbaa... Uh, betray Simba and so he kills them and eats them and then he has to like stab Zazu behind a curtain <laughs> and he does a soliloquy to Rafiki's skull <laughs> right Nala Nala's like wreaths and flowers like yeah she goes drowns. crazy yeah. and drowns herself right exactly he does push her in the water at one point so oh. I think they're trying to allude to that oh, oh man yeah this is like Shakespeare month we did Shakespeare in Love yeah 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 and William Shakespeare's Tomb Raider. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are grave diggers in Hamlet. Yeah. But I don't know. Did you guys like that it was so heavily reliant on Hamlet? Well, I mean, I didn't know the story of Hamlet when I first saw The Lion King. And it wasn't until I got really big into theater that I sort of made the connection. I first made the connection when they did the direct-to-video sequel, Lion King, One and a Half, Timon and Pumbaa's Big Adventure, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like the Rosencrantz. A hundred times. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of The Lion King. Like, it's interwoven, like, Back to the Future 2 with the, like, plot of... Oh, that's really cool. Like Rosencrantz and Gilden Stern are dead. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Not which just is, the characters. Yeah, which is uh, obviously like someone yeah. consciously made that decision. Like that would be a funny thing. That's neat. Do. That's clever. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. And I, I think like the Hamlet thing, 
watching it this time, the story, it's so elemental. I think that they talk about it like Freud talks about it all the time, you know? The archetype. Like, yeah, that's right. And having them sort of boil down to like these animals, to like mm-hmm. these symbols, makes it even more clear and powerful because can absolutely just project yourself into them. Yeah, I mean, it started out as like a... I'm a lion, Blaine. (laughs) Are you going to roar like Katy Perry? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it started as their back again story, and then they kept on like finding connections to Hamlet, and I think they made more and more as they went along. Even Jeremy Irons at one point, Scar, picks up... good Claudius. Yeah, picks up, well, he picks up a skull of an animal at one point, and he goes, alas, poor York, I chewed him well. Uh, (laughs) And then they had to take that from the movie, because they're like, it's going too much towards Hamlet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I like that it's subtle. Yeah, and I like that it's subtle, too. I think they they did a good job It's a good thing they didn't call Pumbaa Hamlet. (laughs) He's a pig. (laughs) Just saying, if you're going to make an animal version of Hamlet, you can do it with pigs. Yeah. Make more sense. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. In a small town. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There we go. <laughs> that was just, ugh. Yeah, that's not playing. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's like when you get a bad joke and you really get it and you're just like, no, nope, no, head hurts, head hurts. Okay. That was almost a bad joke. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. just trying to be part of the group, you know? So, thanks. There's also an alternate ending for this movie. Did you guys see that? I did. No. I saw it was available on my DVDs. I didn't check it out, though. What it's, happened? Uh, where uh, Simba dies, right? They He doesn't actually die, but they oh. sure make it seem what like he f- dies. Oh, I was uh, joking. I had no idea. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. It's uh, Simba and Scar, similar to, like, you know, Simba's, like, thrown off the edge of the rock by Scar, much the same as his dad. Mm. And it seems like he's dead. And then Scar gets engulfed in flames and burns to death but then you see that Simba landed on a tree and he's okay oh, okay. but it's a bit of like a fake out like maybe Simba's dead too life is shit <laughs> yeah. sorry kids yeah. the circle of life is a downward spiral <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're teaching you with this movie it's already pretty horrific that the hyenas eat Scar and we're forced to watch it in silhouette <laughs> I think I see his yeah. flesh being torn from his bones yeah that might be worse actually <laughs> meanwhile yeah. Cheech Marin's cracking jokes <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, what else changed for you guys watching it now? Casey, you said it it was a much different experience. Was there anything else that that seemed radically different as an adult? Not really. I mean, I think it's just you just – after you've seen so many stories being told through different movies, theater, reading books and everything like that, it just doesn't feel like – as strong a narrative as I would have been led to believe when I was younger. It just, a lot of it is just like, I see the salient points and I see what they're really trying to drive home. But the way it's packaged, I'm like, really? This, this really blew everyone's minds? Really? Like, I'm just more surprised now at how almost well it did. In some ways. It's probably more a comment on how much shit there was in 1994. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, think about the standard 90s movie. Oh, man, you have a good point there. Oh, there were some bad movies back in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God, or we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Yeah, exactly. This podcast wouldn't be here without that. Well, Well, I I think also the animation is legitimately beautiful. The animation is beautiful. I think that was a big part of it. It was like a step forward for Disney as well. Yeah, and like you were saying about how... Toy Story was the year after this. You could almost see this as like, you know, this was the peak of the Silver Era, Silver yeah. Age. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, let's go with that. Go silver. Go silver. Yeah, silver. <laughs> silver <laughs> age of You're like, like I coined it, okay? I'm coined it. But <laughs> you know, this was like as good as like that uh, feature length 2D animation Disney movie. As good as that was going to look. For sure. Yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. Yeah. They spent a long time on it and they and they redid the whole parts of it, whole swaths as the story changed. And it was also kind of this was CG hand in hand with 2D animation because it really helped the 2D animation work and pop. And they did all these things that were really great that I didn't notice when I first watched it, but like pan arounds and, and rack focus and stuff like that, where I was like, yeah, I've yeah. never seen that in an animated movie that I can remember. Well, now uh, that I've seen some like fucking YouTube videos about how animation works, I find it like way more impressive just yeah, how right. crazy like the animation is because the scenes yeah. tilt and twirl well, and yeah, spin and, this, and so difficult fire. to do. And also, they had the scene where it was written the dappled light on Nala and like these lines, so they had to have light 
dappled on these animals not move as the animals move. And they were like, how do we do this? And so there's a lot of things that are look very simple to us that were like extraordinary dappled. steps forward for, for animation. They had Cormac McCarthy do a pass on this. <laughs> <laughs> I did want... <laughs> I did want to mention, like, did you guys ever see that movie, Waking Sleeping Beauty? No. It's a documentary about this kind of era of Disney. Like, because Disney was kind of in a rut in the 80s. You know, they made some, they're making like Oliver and Company and the Cauldron and stuff. Fucking all dogs. That was, uh, no, what's his face? Oh, right. You're right. Uh, Don Bluth. Yeah. But then they, you know, they're on this upswing with Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. So someone did a documentary that's uh, a really good doc about that in Disney history. But one of the clips they show is that they actually brought live lions into the Disney studios for the animators. And they ate three animators. (laughs) (laughs) Circle of life. (laughs) So they did that and it seemed good for, you know, they were all sketching and stuff. And then Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was, I guess, like one of the executives at Disney at the time, (laughs) got a little little too cocky about the live lions because he kept like bringing this lion out for like – presentations to investors and things like that oh, to no. to announce the Lion King. It's like so the he, beginning scene in RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of like that. So, but there is, you can go, I think they show somebody in the dock, he's doing some kind of convention or something in Vegas and in, announcing the Lion King to uh, stockholders or something. And <laughs> they bring out the lion. It's like, this guy here is the star of our new movie. Isn't that right? And the lion tries to maul him to death. <laughs> like literally, like the lion grabs him with it's enormous paw and okay. kind of brings him closer and like eight you oh know wranglers God. like run over it's like roar <laughs> yeah no totally <laughs> yeah the behind the scenes of this movie was a little like roar and his, his, his name was Katzenberg Jeffrey Katzenberg oh, that's, that's perfect more like Katzenberger because <laughs> he almost got eaten I was looking for a good joke thank you yeah. thank you I didn't find one we're still I looking I was like I'm trying joke. here and it's like yes that's what I was going for it's good. with a K I like though it. so it works okay it works Anyways, Katzenberger, nice. Yeah. I recommend. <laughs> I recommend at least looking the footage of that up on YouTube. Oh man, <laughs> un, un, yeah. no, actually, well, we can pretty related. So, if you want a good lion joke, you need. I haven't figured out how to make full advantage of this so far. But I was talking on Discord with a friend about you know lions came up in a conversation, right. and he threw the joke of something was Narnia business and I was like <laughs> I need to I find, need to find a way to maximize this so oh, just, right. it's, it's if someone asks you what's in your wardrobe right yeah <laughs> right. it's Narnia business <laughs> okay I like it okay I'm gonna find a way to maximize that's this good. joke that's good <laughs> Here? did you guys see the sequel though the direct sequel Lion's King to Simba's Pride unfortunately yeah. <laughs> so we have an export in our studio. Not a good movie. Yeah. Like, I read about it, and it is crazy. Because, first of all, it seems after Simba has become the king, he's kind of shitty at it. There's, like, this other faction of lions who I guess were, like, scar sympathizers who he yes. exiles. Yes. And then... <laughs> this kid, this is Game yes. of Thrones for the lions. Scar's followers all fly to Argentina. <laughs> the first lion king. They're cloning Scar. Simba's cub... <laughs> Simba's daughter and um, the Cubs in Brazil. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg's there. No, that's none of your business. <laughs> no, but Simba's daughter falls in love with this lion cub from the exiled community. It's oh. sort of like a Romeo and Juliet sort yep. of dealy. But then the kid from the other place is like a spy and he's going to attempt this bloody coup at Pride Rock. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. But then oh, I guess man. in the end, yeah. Simba, you know, gets over himself and lets the lions come back. And so it's a story about hubris. Wait, yeah. You, I was thinking you watched this with your kids, but your kids haven't even seen The Lion King. Why did you watch <laughs> Lion King too? Yeah, no, I just I, I seen that before. Oh, like, okay, from way just, back. You just watched it. When I just it came out. I have enough of a horrific memory of watching this horrible movie to remember how horrible this movie was. Was okay. there was there music in it? Was there? Yeah, songs? oh yeah, they had songs and everything. It just was not a good movie. <laughs> music by Elton John's brother. <laughs> Disney does not excel at doing sequels other than Toy Story which was a like, oh, awesome yeah, success the Toy Story generally speaking they, they, when they try to milk it out and come up with a second story it usually yeah, does not turn out well well yeah. they mostly were direct to video like yeah. Yeah, all the Aladdin sequels were direct to video and like I don't think there's been a theatrical Disney sequel that I can uh, think of. they did a Peter Pan one I remember that I think came out in theaters. The fuck? Return to Neverland, <laughs> I think it's called. Hmm. Uh, no, sure is that Johnny Depp? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that movie is 
based on lies. We should talk about that movie sometime. Oh, yeah. That Finding Neverland movie. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Narnia Business. No, that's C.S. Lewis. <laughs> I think we're just going to change the name of this podcast to Narnia, Narnia Business. <laughs> Actually, no. You, you should start that podcast. You should start a podcast about children's lit called Narnia Business. Yeah. yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> and I am, I get 10%. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Dave. Thank you, you Dave 10%. from Winnipeg, for your suggestion on this, or Saskatoon, or somewhere out there that's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was, yeah, it seemed bad. I will also say, I was a little put off by the character of Scar. I feel like really? that's such, I mean, I love Jeremy Irons, I love he the did performance. A great job, yeah, too. but that character just seems like such an old hacky disney character the like the esthete british guy who's uh mm-hmm. automatically evil yeah. like and far yeah yeah exactly yeah. like he's a little less masculine than the hero you know like he sends the women out to hunt mm-hmm. well that's uh, what happens in the, the lionesses do hunt but that's a change that's something that he is it not? No, no, that's that how, in the Lion Kingdom. <laughs> that, that's part of just how it always works with the lion, lion packs. With, and yeah. Everything, oh, so. Okay, I thought yeah. that was something. It's that just he that. Invoked. So he, yeah, normally do lions happen, just do podcasts, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like before, they're happy to go hunt. That's their role in the pride of lions and everything. And then Scar comes, and they basically refuse to hunt because they're just kind of like, yeah, well, we don't, we don't advocate this kingship here. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, he's very much trying to invoke what he believes his right is as king and it just didn't work out. Hmm. Okay, that makes it that makes it a bit better. But I will say I still think the fact that like kind of effeminate British dudes make yeah. up like ninety percent of the Disney villains. I For don't sure. know. Like I, I did read actually in another thing I read about like an early version of the script originally Maybe this is worse. This is probably worse. But Scar was like, <laughs> it's worse. Scar was really like tough and like bigger than Mufasa. And instead of orchestrating this crazy scheme to have him killed, he just straight up like snapped his neck one day <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> you look horrified. Right they now. call me Scar because this will be scarring for you. <laughs> I scar children. Hey Simba, what's up? Crack. <laughs> oh God. Oh, hand well, slipped. I'm sorry. There was also going to be a thing that where he was going to have like some. Sort of sexual and with attraction with Nala, yeah. Yeah. which is also like, yeah, 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 no, yeah. no. Oh, with Nala, which one's Nala? Nala is like the, the daughter. Oh, Simba's girl. I'm good. I'm done. I'm no, done. no, no. I I'm like done. it. <laughs> We're gonna do a soundtrack. We're gonna put a soundtrack. <laughs> if only they gotten Rick Springfield to do the music. <laughs> The other well, thing, apparently I, Rick Astley did some of the background vocals in Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Are you uh, Rickrolling me? <laughs> and also, there's a rumor, I never confirmed this, and I tried, but there was a rumor that Robert Englund, Freddy Krueger, is also singing backup vocals in that song. <laughs> I'm not oh. joking. Just to give people more nightmares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've heard that That's too. That's so silly. Yeah. Wasn't oh, he also man. on a Beatles track? Maybe. <laughs> he was the uh, he was the replacement Paul after Paul died. <laughs> How do you think Paul died? Murder dream. His dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys play the video game The Lion King. There was a SNES oh yeah, game, which was pretty yeah. cool. Oh yeah, it was good. It was fun because it was like one of the rare platform games where you got to have like four legs. Right, <laughs> you know, it was sort of made it sort of like sort of more interesting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like how perturbed you know JM before furry now. culture, we didn't have uh, outlet for that. <laughs> but also, like like graphically, it was a really cool looking game. Like it looked almost yeah. like the uh, yeah. I think like yeah, the, the background scrolled like yeah. a different yeah. direction, exactly. and depending uh, on when you yeah. I also saw a rumor somewhere that. They made like one level super hard intentionally. So and I think other games did this to curb the video game rental market. So like <laughs> kids would have to buy the game to actually finish it instead of just Motherfuckers. renting it. Yeah, that's so evil. Yeah, it was, they should pay. <laughs> the game designer was Scar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, um, wow. Well, let's go around and decide if we thought this movie was rewatchable. Do we think this movie stands up, Casey? Well, maybe the question is, will you show this movie to your kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm huge on sharing things from my youth with my children. And traumatizing them. And traumatizing them. <laughs> I will probably on my phone while I'm watching this movie just because I'm like, I've seen this. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And then just be with them for the entire scary parts. And I'll be like, there's lions. It's fine. There's no lions in Canada. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, they'll watch it. We'll watch it again as a family one time and then I will move on with my life. 
And will you wow. will you train your kids to take over your your dad your dad blogging? Is this a thing like funny it, enough? Yes. <laughs> uh, in the next few years, I'm hoping to expand it to a family blog and like kind of let them have their own space and do their thing. Um, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. I'm hoping that I don't have any. I don't think my brothers want to kill me or anything. Yeah. So I think I'll be watch okay. out for that. I think I'll be good. But right? also, you got to be careful because the internet is full of elephant graveyards. There are yeah. so many places you don't want to. <laughs> the internet is one big internet. elephant graveyard. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want them to be more producers than consumers because if they're so busy producing, they might not consume. Right. And it'd be like, all right, we're good. We don't have to. Just worry about that. Just no disable comments. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're yeah. doing with Rob. Yeah, I'm too poor to consume. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and how did you feel personally about it? You think it's rewatchable, or you were a little disappointed? I was disappointed. I mean, it's a movie that I think everyone should see, and if you haven't seen it, I don't know what planet you're living on, but um, yeah. yeah, it just didn't have the same magic feel as the first time, and uh, I'm, but I'm okay with it. I made peace with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Blaine, what about you? I thought it was very rewatchable. I thought the story's great. I know it's a lot of it's crib from Hamlet, but the whole beginning part is kind of not. And it was Demon and Pumbaa. I liked seeing them again. It was kind of, I didn't realize that I had seen it that much when I was a kid. So watching it again, I was like, oh yeah, like these are like people that I friend. liked. Yeah. So that was pretty great. It's also kind of fun to look at it now as an adult and be like, oh, there are some weird themes in this and look for whatever animator put a penis into a cloud this time or whatever. Oh, no, it was... Uh, yeah, there's sex, sex in the dust. Just the word yeah. sex in the dust. Yeah. 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 And I remember thinking when I was a kid that it was probably SFX, and that's what it was. Yeah. It was just the special effects company put SFX. It's just people's dirty minds yeah. projected sex into it. <laughs> You're the pervert for thinking it was <laughs> sex, nine-year-old Blaine. <laughs> well, I can't apologize for him anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, what about you, Rob? Uh, Do you think it was rewatchable? Yeah, I, I did. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I think it's a classic, and I think, like I said, it's pretty elemental. And I think it hits you at different points in your life. For me, watching it this time, it seems like it's all about like a man learning to take responsibility, starting a family. And that part of the movie, for some reason, resonated with me. I'm going to get a lion cub. <laughs> that's nice. No, no, that's not you're the gonna, message. You're going to adopt a lion cub. Yeah. But you're going to go to African lion safari and <laughs> become one of the trainers to, to tranquilize. The- Change your last name to Katzenberger. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was good. I think it's a good, it's a classic Disney movie. All right. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was weird to watch alone. Oh, you're so on the fence. As a grown-up. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's, yeah, like you said, it's elemental. It's just yeah. kind of one of those movies that, like, is, yeah, like, I'm sure I'll show it to my kids. And I, I was never considering not doing that because it just seemed like a thing that, that is around for everyone. And I, I think it's... Well, they'll see the remake, the John Favreau well, remake. That's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, not only is there a remake, there's also a new TV show out right now about, like, Simba's kid. What? Yeah, you didn't hear about this? Where it's, I don't know, it, it sounded like... A weird premise. Okay. It's called like Guardians of the Pride or some shit. And it's about like Simba and like he assembles like a team of pals to like. (laughs) Do they transform? (laughs) No, but like the premise was something like their job is to like guard Pride Rock from like the people that don't share the values of the circle of life. Like it sounded very strange. It's so funny that like movies are taking this turn where it used to be like the singular hero that would do something. And now it's like teams of people that are special that are doing something together. Well, yeah, I read like the Wikipedia thing and like the Disney exec or whatever was like, it's like the Lion King meets the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's not. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, well, not only that. And yeah, we, we didn't talk Assemble about. Pumba. We didn't talk about the remake. <laughs> that's coming out yeah people kept saying the live action remake but, but there are no people in it no so there's nothing mm. or live actual action. lions presumably <laughs> they're too dangerous to work with yeah no it's just gonna be like, it's like the photorealistic yeah they'll have remake. like donald glover in a suit yeah yeah then maybe they'll do like a mocap thing i don't know yeah yeah it's donald glover is simba yeah there's like, so many actors in it but james earl jones is reprising his role yeah. as mufasa I do love that they, like, replaced everyone except for James Earl Jones. Dude, he's fucking great. Like, because most of those people are still around, but they were just like, ah, oh, we're not going to yeah. replace him. It's no. like one dude. Because yeah. also... Jeremy Irons hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. They're getting, yeah. They're, he's Should not in Elijah Four. Oh, oh yeah, good. he's great. Yeah, he is he's so good. I mean, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he's just waiting for a call. <laughs> <laughs> How's my hair look? <laughs> he could be like one of those guys in like the green <laughs> suit that like pretends to be a tree on the set or something. <laughs> this is a great covered. opportunity for me. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Where can people find you on the internet? If you look me up at CaseyPalmer.com, that's where it's links to everything and all the various stories I share. And CaseP on Twitter, Casey Palmer on Instagram. And I'm everywhere, so you just can't avoid me. Okay, awesome. As always, you can find more episodes at rewatchability.com. We're on Twitter at rewatchability, facebook.com slash rewatchability. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review and subscribe. That helps the show as well. Yeah. Not Ken. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Be a part of the circle of life and give us a damn rating. Uh, <laughs> or I'll okay, cast we'll you out. Okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> you just need to get that one last thing. Let's go. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.